Greetings and well wishings, my fellow human beings and carbon-based life forms. Today's episode was basically started from the end of a conversation that was talking about public opinion and sharing of thoughts and content. Hopefully that doesn't deter you from enjoying the great content and information and knowledge that is shared with Mr. Roach Bridgman himself. So, without further ado, let's jump straight into it. Seems got cut off there. Yeah, I couldn't hear you at all. Yeah, it just it just went just went boop, just cut out. It was a bit weird. Um, and it's it's that sixty percent where other people's feelings are are locked into that, and I find a lot of public find it difficult to separate their feelings from the objective truth. Yeah, hundred percent. So that's, I think you have that's... to if, if you're if, if you're going to be a person that wants to impose or posit a public opinion you're gonna have to be under understanding that you need to be able to take the other side as well there's no point then otherwise don't don't have a public opinion exactly it it comes with it comes with cross-examination it comes with heckling whether it be virtual or in the flesh like you have to i've learned to be thick-skinned man like is what it is not to say that things don't you know like it doesn't affect you like oh man it's a shame that they think I'm a brick you know what I mean but <laughs> you know what I mean yeah, you, you kind of have to you kind of yeah. have to understand that not everyone is going to 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 agree or, or to love you like you might be yeah. someone's cup of tea but then there's others that just generally prefer coffee it's just how that, it goes bruh, that's a bar that's a bar I'm telling you right now that's 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 facts that's facts um so yeah, let me let me do this brief intro, and I thought we could just um, yeah, let's get into it. Because I don't want to cut out again. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, ladies and gents, and everyone considered, welcome to the North. I'm joined by the legendary and the most illustrious ARB, Mr. Aaron Roach Bridgman, who is a legend extraordinaire in multiple disciplines and across the media platforms that you encounter him. So if you'd like to give us a brief little introduction about yourself for those who don't know you, then we can crack straight on with the with the great conversation that this is, the North Weezy Pod. Big up Ellis. Yes, my name is Aaron Roach Bridgman. Um, I'm from Northwest London, so it's an honour to be on the North Weezy Podcast, something that I've represented from the start up until now. It's very dear to me. Um, I am a TV presenter, documentary maker. I'm also a poet. And a behaviour specialist. Um, that's separate to my career, but it's something that I'm also proud of. And yeah, man, happy to be here, man. How are you, bro? You good? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. And I, I genuinely enjoyed the the subject matter that you've you've covered in your documentaries, because that's how I was introduced to to you as an individual. Um, yeah. And then later on down the line, due to having mutual circles, um, I found out about your poetry afterwards. And it was just when you first approach the subject of when kids kill yeah um on and that series of documentaries that happened on on channel five yeah it 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 brought it home to the to the epidemic of of insecurity and the lack of accountability um amongst the youth and the parents that instilled that within them 100 uh so i was like that was everything you were saying was not only shocking but i could also understand and, and sympathize um, I'm not at an age and I don't have children, so I couldn't quite empathize, but I, I definitely didn't understand the, the climate under which they were they were from. So a question I've got for you, because, again, 
the North Weezy Pod's all about you know conversation and, and creating it and maintaining it um, in 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 certain circles. And and one of the questions I had for you was, how did you find the process um, afterwards? Because I know when you're going through a documentary, like you're you're going through the motions with everyone else, but how did you find the decompression, like absorbing and letting go of all that information? Yeah, this is a um, this is a big question that. I think the more emotive-minded people have always um, really asked of me because um, it's not easy. It's not easy subjects and issues that you're dealing with. But if I'm really honest, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I was I was able to come away from what I'm doing due to maybe my friends and the people I had around me at the time. And literally yeah, yeah. just what I would do is I would just invest myself into things that were just so far from what I would be previously doing maybe a day earlier in terms of what I was filming and just really invest myself into that and and mm. enjoy and laugh and catch joke. And when I'm back with my friends anyway, it's not Aaron Roach, Bridgman TV presenter. It's just Roach. Like my friends know me as Roach yeah. from years ago. Do you know what I mean? So <laughs> like that, yeah, yeah. that grounded approach that grounded nature of how I, I i sit within my friendship group really really helps um that but if i'm honest i did meet a, yeah. a a cranio psychotherapist who told me that i need to be careful because that what i described there could be called a form of suppression and suppression can often lead to depression at a later point yeah so it is also yeah. important that when you deal with these types of subjects, whether it be in your job or whether it be as a presenter, you do need to think about possibly speaking to someone professional just to offload uh-huh. um, what you've gone through. Like um, yeah. the, the cranial psychotherapist, she's got angry at me because she said she, she said to me that I'm breaking the um I'm um, uh, what she said to me I'm breaking this I'm breaking the chain or I'm breaking the cycle. And what she meant by that is that every person that has people that speak to them about their problems or their issues or you know, uh, heart-wrenching issues and heart-wrenching things, they need to have someone that they mm-hmm. speak to to offload onto. And she explained to me that even her as a psychotherapist has someone that she offloads yeah. onto. So she explained to me that I'm breaking the cycle by not offloading what I'm talking about as well. And it's apparently very unhealthy. Uh, so, um, yeah, something, wow. that I'm, something I'm actively thinking about as well, like um, to have, maybe just have, you know, casual or occasional um you know, times that I speak to somebody professional about the um the things that I've seen and and spoken about and experienced. You know what and, I mean? Yeah, and that lived experience. Yeah, yeah. After that, yeah, I agree. I'm in I'm in total agreement to piggy to piggyback off of that point. Um, that's straight halal, by the way. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, to to further on that point, I know bad jokes. I'm sorry. We can we can talk about we can be explicit and <laughs> and swear and and have controversial opinion as well. You know, because again, this is just a a conversation. 100%. Um, the the point that I wanted to spring back off of was that I, I too had done something similar, but I created a, a almost like a persona yeah. that didn't quite uh, live with the, the emotion that was, that I was experiencing. Yeah. Um, so like you, I often broke that chain and broke that cycle of offloading yeah. and I'm relearning, so to speak, I'm relearning that, that um, habit of sharing yeah. Um, and you you picked upon a, a brilliant point, which was to my friends, I'm this. Yeah. So I get to talk about said subject or yeah. whatever. And that's what I wanted to, to, to kind of move the, the conversation in ever so slightly, which is how have your friends um, found even your close knit unit 
how have they found the the journey you've been on, not only during lockdown, but before or, or sorry, let me start the question again. How have your friends found your journey in like growth, you know, unloading onto someone before and during lockdown? Um I think lockdown was hard, man. Lockdown was hard. Like I think um Bruh. I think uh with me I am the person that people come to. So so yeah. within my friendship circle, like I am the person that people come to speak to about their issues and hopefully get some sort of solution-based uh, redirection in towards more, a more positive um, um, like result or, or outlook. So sometimes there's actually not enough time or there's no space for roaches mm. problems to be yeah. expressed. You know what I mean? Not that I have them, yeah. but everyone has them. But not that I have them specifically. Course, but, you know what I mean? But, um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's interesting. Um, and I, I, I try to always be that. Whether it be I have to go, like even the other day, like um, I had to come back from some work that I was doing. Um, I came yeah. home. And I explained to my missus, I'm like, yo, do you know what? I'm going straight straight back out because one of my bridges, then I got a feeling that you might be sinking into a little bit of a depression. So that's the kind of man that I am. I didn't even get a chance to um to um to bathe. Can you see me? Like I didn't even get a chance to put my change my clothes, <laughs> put nothing down. I'm just straight back out again because mm. that's the kind of person that I am. Like, and I'm I, I wouldn't change it. But um to go back to your point, um during and before lockdown i think lot before lockdown like i think a lot of my friends and my close my closest unit um uh. are quite proud of the fact that i stuck with something career wise and yeah. and have managed to gain you know bits of progress in it and i think to a certain extent they they respect it because a lot of my friends now in my unit, especially at the ages that we are at right now, a lot of people are kind of realizing that they don't know what they're doing or what they or, yeah. or what they want to go on to do. Because what's happened is, is that we, I felt yeah, that. we can't, I felt we can't, that. Of, I felt lot, that. let's go back. Like, we need a re up, we need yeah. to re up, brother. Sorry, I'm sorry to cut you off. We need a re up, we need a re up. Yeah. A lot of the people who we are hanging around who are age based. Yeah don't have an idea what they're yeah. doing. And that's not uh, that's oh. not uh, any criticism to them. What it is, is just that we're reaching an age where it's like, Rod, you know what? We've actually gone chased after money or maybe just um, done things yeah. for the for the moment. But actually, am I in am I in a career or am I just in a job? Oh. Do you know what I mean? Fact, and so yeah. what's happened is, is that a lot of people that I know, whether it be within my closest unit or not, they're actually going through a lot of... Um, career changes or career redirection and because they're trying to find themselves in actually yeah. something that they can actually have some level of enjoyment in but also uh, be able to take yeah. care of their responsibilities now there's me who's mm. plugging away and has always plugged away at what i'm doing for the last how right. many years so it's like yeah. when they look at me i think they kind of see like well you know what roach is kind of panned like he panned himself up because he kind of mm. knows what he's doing and what he's going towards and he's laid foundations now to build upon that and hopefully take it to like you know some some next stratospheric levels god willing do you know what i mean so of course, an element of, of me in that felt a little bit guilty i felt bad like, huh? i felt bad because i'm like do you know what i feel kind of bad that i kind of i don't know fully what i'm doing but i kind of know 
I kind of know what I want to do and I'm not changing that. But then yeah. a lot of my friends are like, yo, what the hell am I doing? And sometimes even asking me, Roach, like, what should I, what should I do? What can I do? And I'm like, bro, you have to really think about what you, what you love. What is, what, what is it that you really love and that you really enjoy? Not on some fantastical kind of thing, but what do you, what really brings you joy and what are you really good at? What, what, yeah, what gets you up in the yeah. morning to keep going and, and no matter what, you will still do yeah. it. Yeah, and that is all I had in my mind when I was at uni. I was like, I don't really care about much. Mm. I don't even really care about the money attached to it. I was just like, I just want to be able mm. to do something when I come out of here that I can actually say that I enjoy getting up to do every day. That's what I, that's what yeah. I thought of myself. And I remember saying it to myself when I was in uni. And, you know, thank God um, I managed to get to a stage where that is, I, I don't do anything now. I haven't done anything for years that I don't want to do. Do you know what I mean? Like anything that I do, whether it be directly yeah. related to the TV work I do or not, anything that I do in regards to something that I can utilize to make a living is not something that I don't want to do. And I'm I'm hugely thankful for that. And I'm thankful for you doing it as well. You Respect know? my brother, I appreciate it. Because like it's just like when you see okay, I know this sounds really like Bear with me as I say this, because I'm going to put myself under yeah. the spotlight to illustrate this point. I, too, have been and have become that friend or that sibling or that other who helps their environment through either logic or, you know, compassion or, you know, just being a voice at the end mm-hmm. of the phone um, to, to then help that other person figure out what they're doing through a crisis or through a moment of joy or, you know, just even just reflection and when i see you and similar age mates and and our peers do the things that they're doing it reminds me that we can all invest a little bit in ourselves just that bit more to then just enjoy the simplicity of life um and like i say to my missus it's all about simple living like you can get the the car the house the family the you know the 2.4 kids the the money but if you ain't having that simple living that wake up in the morning and still stay in your pajamas for another two hours Mm -hmm. kind of lifestyle then you ain't really living you're just experiencing you're you're conditioned to 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 complacency and it's just i'm like hold hold on why why would you do that why would you choose that series of actions to be confused and then hold up your friend or you know rely on your friend to then figure out what you're doing with your life that's just you're missing a trick like life is really simple but you know what it is action you and know reaction. what it is if, like, i do you know I, mean? I do understand and i do agree with you to a certain extent but i also understand the the pressure of societal structuralism in the sense where mm. like you find yourself doing certain things one because this is the status quo of what is supposed to be done and then you also find yourself doing certain things because then you find yourself in a situation where all of your life your responsibilities your bills your your whole your whole life setup and financial setup is adjudicated um by what you do now as a job so if you are to go and try and make a leap and do something and take a chance you actually do not have 
the financial leeway to do so because you may go and take a chance and make a jump and then you now find yourself with the inability to pay all of the responsibilities that you have so rather than doing that you find yourself mm. thinking well you know what? i kind of have to stay here because i'm in a catch-22 if i don't stay here doing what i'm doing making oh. this amount of money then i am i'm i'm messed up because the thing about especially speaking specifically about the creative industry is yes you can make some money if you start yeah. to, to really gain some uh, some some momentum and some following, following some progress yeah. but also if you're just yeah. trying to make a way in the creative industries you may find yourself actually making less than what you may have made in a job um, based yeah. on the fact that work can be sporadic you can also find yourself in a situation where you're doing yeah. maybe a day or two or three days of work and making what you work what you would have made for a whole month in a certain job but that, that doesn't always happen until you get to yeah. a certain level. So why I say that is because you now find yourself in a situation where can I afford to take this risk? And that's, and that's the, the horrid uh, reality of especially trying to be a creative. Yeah, the catch-22. Yeah. It's, it's hard. It's hard. Let me share a little bit. Let me use 30 seconds to share just to, to say that I, can, I, I empathize. So a long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, I was once yeah. an actor. Um, and there are, I know, three people in particular who are consistently screaming in my ears, why aren't you back on stage? You should be acting like it's, it's yeah. your calling. I turn around and say this. The catch-22 that I was confronted with came from my acting best friend, where she basically said, you have a choice to become a big fish in a little pond or you can become the fisherman farming the rest of the fishes. I hear that. And I was like, that was too profound <laughs> for me to handle. So let me just absorb this in a, in, in a slow and steady manner. So as the, as the year went on and that statement rung true, I was like, I can't handle all of this abuse. Like you're closing mm. every door. I'm kicking down doors. You're closing every door. I'm creating the opportunities. You're now stealing those opportunities. And so what do you want me to do? So I then went from things on stage to yeah. off stage. And then from off stage, I'm now in the industry I am now, which is completely separate and, and unrelated. What do you do now? Um, but long story short. Oh, I'm, a, I'm an assistant site oh, engineer. Wow. Um, and, I'm, and I'm currently working in Stratford East 15, working on the the VNA project. Um, and so the, the VNA and Smithsonian Museum are doing a joint venture building the next VNA oh, in wow, East London. Um, so it'll be the first the first time the Smithsonian has been outside of oh, America. Wow. It's a big project. Ever. And that's the project. Um, yeah, it's a big project. So the whole Stratford East Brank um, project, which was born out of the Olympic Legacy Development yeah. Programme, um, is is all happening and you know what the joke is I was here in 2012 and a very old friend of mine um, Jeff me and him work security in the Olympics I were, I'm shifted between security and logistics and he worked um, security and management and we oversaw and worked on the Olympic Crazy. Games so the build up to the games the Olympic Games itself the Paralympic Games and the breakdown so I was here for those those steps as was he so I left in 2012. Of course, it's crazy how life was a full circle. And here I am back in, exactly, back in 2020, sorry, 2019 and 2020, uh, as of this recording, um, doing doing more works on, on the site. 
It's absolutely crazy. So that's why I was like, I understand what people mean oh, about yeah, that catch yeah. twenty two. However, there there is there is more than enough resources dependent on your drive and dependent on your emotional yeah. circle for you to attain what it is yeah. you want to attain. Now I know that's that whole you know Tony Robbins kind of motivational <laughs> speaking kind of thing. But yeah, I know, but you but if you know, you know, you know like 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 more than most, like me, that from the area mm-hmm. where we are from, you are more than capable and you've seen legends literally and millionaires walk in the street who are now yeah. crack addicts. So you can literally pull yourself up from nothing yeah. to something. There's no excuse. There's no excuse. Maintaining maintaining the something you know, is hard that, sometimes though, I, isn't it? I can be the I can be the hard true. bit. I, I, I'll tell you the, the, the question Go I'm going to move on from, and it's going to be an example that you know. And do, do, you, remember, do you remember that the, um, the homeless smoke? man in. No, 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 I think so. Who, who was like, Yo, brother, you got a pound, you got a pound, you got a pound. Well, the Jamaican one, one. Or, the, or the one that's. Yeah, Gunsmoke. Gunsmoke, yeah. that's the one, yeah? one. Oh, that's Gunsmoke. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he gets. I keep oh, it. <laughs> God, memory. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. Sorry, sorry. So just, just yeah. to give it a callback, he is my family friend's oh, no. best okay. friend. So my my uncle, his best friend from, yeah. from younger was him. And he was meant to be the English national champion for basketball. Really? I heard I heard he I heard he came from money actually, which I found really interesting. Yeah, he did. He came from stupid money. So so what happened what, what like, happened? Real rich. As you know, different circles wanted to experience a different side of life, couldn't handle the pressure, mental fragility, and then, you know. Gunsmoke is a character, though, man. Uh, <laughs> He's a character. I remember no, I seeing, mean, Guns- I remember seeing no, Gunsmoke I mean. selling pictures of himself for a pound. Give me a pound. Give me a pound, man. Give me a pound, no. I'm going picture for you, man. Give me a pound. Oh my god, sorry, sorry, go ahead. But anyway, as you were saying, it's okay, it's okay. Memories, um, <laughs> the I know, um, the question I have for you is, um, what are you grateful for in London? Oh. Like, what, what are you grateful for in London, and what has London and what has London given to you? Oh man, for? do you know what, yeah. I'm really grateful. Uh, it's weird, actually. I'm grateful. Okay, I'm. It's I'm a difficult question. Let me. For, I'm grateful to yeah. be from where I'm from in London. Now, some people might be like, "Huh?" But you're from housing. You're from yeah. like you grew up in a time when it was like the worst gun crime and knife crime in the whole of London. But, but when it but, was the republic, well, listen. It? But I'm actually. <laughs> 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 grateful because you know what it is being from where i'm from yeah being from and being from northwest 10 being from northwest london it's like yeah. yes yeah. i grew up around a lot of 
toughness, you know, a lot of criminality, a lot of harshness, a lot of harsh realities. But actually, it it really did make me who I am. Now, I say that to say this, like I, I, I remember filming a certain project and I remember they were trying to kind of verbalize how they saw me and then what they came to was this this kind of like because you know Aaron you have like a like an edge and I didn't really understand what they were saying but then I didn't really understand what, what they mean? were saying but when when it kind of was broken down and we went into further um decimation of the semantics so to speak <laughs> we, what, what I understood what they were saying is the way that I because I am I have naturally a I'm not as much as people might look at me and think that I look very I don't know I, I might come across like I'm very uh smooth or nice or whatever but I have a very rough outer lining like I'm quite rough like I'm I'm not okay. soft like I am, I am huge. I am, I am hugely empathetic, but I'm. I have a rough outer line, and that is because I've grown how I've grown, and I've grown where I've grown. And I think now in the industry that I'm in, I realize how that that origin, that 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 growing up that I've had, that's given me, that has actually kind of given me an edge. You know what I mean? Like it's given me an, an edge in the industry that I'm in. It's like, yeah. like yes, I can, I can speak eloquently. Um, yes, I, I have a I have a yeah. good command of um of quite a good vocabulary, um and I have a good command of a lot yeah. of different topics in terms of like my understandings and my knowledges. But actually, at the same time, I have Boss. I have uh I have a I have a relatable edge that when I find myself now filming for a project where I'm in a very dangerous area with like young youths that are unfortunately living a very dangerous lifestyle rather than feeling far from me yeah. actually they under, they know that I understand them and they, they understand me through relatability so there's still an edge there even so I, yeah. I, I almost sometimes feel like a conduit like I'm a conduit and a, tra- and a translator between both sides because I understand this side because I'm mm. from this side but I can also speak to that side because I've taken it upon myself to try and educate myself. And do you know what? One of my main things when I was growing up was I just wanted to really show that you can be from the hood and you can stand shoulder to shoulder um, intellectually with whoever in this country. I felt like, I felt like, I felt like it needed to be shown. And that's something that I've always kind of put as my, like, like they think that we're dumb where I'm from, but actually some of the most intelligent people I've known have been from where I'm from. so much respect, yeah. Yes, just I have to ask you a question off script, bro, because that was just like you, you, you hit my soul with that. <laughs> you hit my soul. I felt that differently. That's just a hundred percent. I agree. So, do you think, right? Because I've I've often found this as well. People say that, oh, you're a bit, you're a bit weird, aren't you? You're a bit, mm-hmm. bit edgy, aren't you? And I'm like, what do you mean I'm edgy? Yeah, that what are you talking about? Like I have to. I, yeah, I'm just like, what do you what do you mean? What do you, what do you mean? What do you mean I'm edgy? What are you trying to say? Use your whole words. Yeah, say sure. what you want to say. Are you intimidated? Or are you what? So the question I've got for you is, have you found the challenges of being where you're from and the things that you've seen getting in the way of of that person who you're standing so, shoulder to shoulder with at that different level to you? Have you found it like not at all. way at points? Like, not at all. Like, I know who I am. I know where I'm from. And one thing that has helped me is that 
my my beginnings, my origins, allow me to understand that. How can I put this? They allow me to never look down on anyone. Like, so I hear that. I know. Yeah, yeah it's so, like a sense of humility. So rather in than, it, like, so rather than when I stand next to them, um, having some having. Having some sort of inadequacy. I don't have an inadequacy. In in fact, I probably have an advantage because there are certain people that I might have to stand next to that if there was a certain type of people or we were to go into a certain area or something, they might feel a little bit threatened or be a little bit, um, you know, uncomfortable because they're out of their comfort zone. But actually for me, I'm cool there. And because, because I don't have any judgment for you. Yes, you could be living in a really small house or have really really bad socio-economic uh, economic issues but i'm not seeing that i'm seeing you as a person like i can i have the ability to yeah. see people as people you know what i mean because i i, I don't know how to describe yeah. this to you it's just that i think just co- coming from where we come from it's like yeah, you know trust I mean? me, I know what you mean. And yeah, that speechlessness like, that you get, I know exactly. It's hard to describe. But I know at the exactly same time, what you I can mean, go bro. into other environments, exactly. like I have done. Like I remember, I spent a week around billionaires when I was doing. I was in Monaco. Like I was at the year. I was at the huh? entrepreneur. Of the, yeah, I was at the entrepreneur Monaco. of the year awards, and I was producing some content um, okay. for, um, for Ernst Young, who were, do, who were doing that. And it was I, was I was literally surrounded by billionaires for a, for a week. But then why I say that is because I can be in that wow. environment as well and still feel all right. Because I know that if it comes down to still it, conversation is key. And if you have the ability to converse with anybody or whatever their background, and you have oh. maybe a wide enough knowledge and understanding to be able to hold these conversations, you're all right. Mm-hmm. And I think also that comes from the truly and most intelligent people are the ones that know that they don't know everything. Thank you. Thank you. Do you know, you have... Go lit- ahead. Oh, I just... You have just summed up the purpose of why I'm doing this. That's podcast. the truth. Yeah. To hold yeah. down conversation yeah. anywhere with anyone about anything and it's not it's not sing it's not boiled down to one singularity of for example oh you're a chef so that yeah. might, you must only talk about food that's the, the, the true testament no. of intelligence is when you realize that you don't know everything and that you can always learn more and a lot of times that learning mm. comes through conversation like you know like i'm Thank i'm not you. i'm not yeah. ignorant yeah i'm not ignorant so i know that as much as i may know a little bit that's a little bit there's so much more that i can learn and i feel like that's possibly why people are, people find me engaging because you might talk to me and i might just ask you questions mm. i'm just really interested because i realize that your experience may be completely different to mine and even just in your experience i can learn so much i can learn from what you've experienced because i haven't experienced yeah. it like but some people don't even want to give Facts. a person a time to even talk about what it is that they are or what they are, what they know, because some people are too embellished in their own ego, and that's dangerous. Mm, mm. Not to be, yeah, go ahead. So, do you think if if a person sorry to cut you off? So, do you think a person who is living, I don't know, yeah. Let me rephrase this. If a person is fully yeah. invested in their ego, right? So all they know is 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 
is the themselves mm-hmm. and their and their well-being and nothing else and they want to connect to another person do you think they have the ability to learn and accept that culture of that person so i put it simply i put it another way if we've got a, mm-hmm. a, a billionaire right a billionaire has just met this amazing person in their life. They're enamored with them. They want to let them meet their family. You know, they want to settle down, have kids, the whole nine yards, whatever, whatever settles them down and, and, and feel the, the best way possible. They want to do that with this other person. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's the disclaimer. However, the person who they're enamored with or in love with mm-hmm. is from another culture, from another mindset. Do you think it's possible for that billionaire to learn about the other's culture, you know, mindset, life, and just everything about them and still be the way? Yeah, that like what like I said, it's it's all about open-mindedness. Like if you truly are an intelligent person, then you should then you truly will be open-minded enough to understand that there is always more that you can learn. So you can be from where you're from and the person that you find yourself engaging with might be completely different. But they, they do say opposites attract. But the main thing here that we need to utilise mm. is listening and understanding. Don't just look at a person and become enamoured in, in their look and in their sound but you're not, and the way they speak, but you're not listening to what they're saying. That's the problem. I feel like a lot of times like we... We might like the way someone sounds or whatever it is, or we like how someone just speaks about things, but are you listening to what they're saying? You know what I mean? Like listening. When I say listening, when I say listen, I mean are you understanding? Are you taking it in? Because the thing is you can actually listen and not Yeah. Are you comprehending? Do you know what I mean? And that's what it is. And I think that's something that I've come to realise on my journey in terms of doing what I'm doing, that I have as a as a skill. I actually have without realizing I have an ability to really listen to people and take them in and then off the back of that really create quite insightful conversations because sometimes what you find with presenters is they're they're pretending to like listen asking questions but actually they're just moving on to their next questions without actually listening to what the person's saying and therefore Mm. missing out on vital points of what the person could actually be um elaborating on like a lot of us don't listen to each other man like we just we just let a person talk and then carry on with whatever it is that we're thinking about or wanting to know about or wanting to talk about. Listening and understanding is the key to any relationship, whether it be a friendship relationship or a loving relationship. But we have to really utilise that and, and utilise it honestly. Oh, yes, yes. I'm, I am in so much agreement. And one of the things I want to further on from that is like what... <clears throat> whether or not that person is really listening Mm. to their own love language Mm -hmm. and their own communication and their own sympathies and their own compassion with that other person because you can Mm -hmm. speak another person's love language but you you can't be compassionate to yourself let alone the other person and I know that there are there are multiple and I know I'm kind of taking a different direction but I'm going to bring it back just allow me 30 seconds so the I know that there are many different intelligences, right? So you can have a physical intelligence, you have a cognitive intelligence, you can have an emotional intelligence, you can have a spatial intelligence. Um, 
and you, you can also have fusions of three or four oh. different intelligences at the same time. Like you're not just one monolith I think, of, yeah. of a person. Some of them, like some can, of them intertwine. You can have an emotional intelligence and a spatial intelligence. Yeah. Um, and one of the points that I, I wanted to add that to was what you mentioned about really listening to a person and then and then communicating that across with I would say a sense of compassion 100%. more than anything else. Um, because it, it's difficult. I know I find that challenge a lot to be compassionate. But everyone's like, oh, but you do this and you do that. It's like, yeah, I know I do that. But I only do that because I live by a creed. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? I live by a code. <laughs> That's the only reason why I'm doing it. It's not because I, I feel that way. Do you know what I mean? It's not because I feel like, oh, I, I love everyone. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm bleeding for my heart. Oh. No, I just because I was mm-hmm. raised a certain way. And I have a code. So I mm-hmm. live to fulfill that code no matter what, Wonderful. even at my own detriment. So I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it because I like that person. I'm doing it because the code that I've been conditioned to adhere to is, is, is universal. It's, it's unwavering. I agree. So, yeah, that's what I Oh, sorry. Let me, let me color in the, the blanks of that. So I live by um, um, a way of a third, right? sounds weird what do you mean a way of a third so if you third is an acronym right so i live by truth and trust honor and honesty respect and rationality and drive and dedication so a way of third right so anything i do i need to be truthful to myself i need to be honest i need to be respectful and i need to either have drive or dedication to whoever it is or any person that i'm committed to at that point in time Does that make sense? Oh, seems to have got out there. But that seems to be the main point. Can you hear me? Seems to have some technical difficulties, but that's still okay. Yes. Yeah, I can hear you now. I can hear you now. Yes, yes, I loved it. I, I thought you, you could hear me. I, I was, I was before? like, I was clicking away as you were. <laughs> as you were. Yeah, I no, I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't hear. <laughs> but um yeah so that's what i live by and i've ever since i've i've lost more than i'd mm-hmm. like to i'd like to live with um ever since losing that i understood that that code and that creed has not only helped me but it's helped my family and friends and even my missus around me by by being like i said at my own detriment but being fervently yeah. adhering to that code um so yeah, that's the reason why I'm like I. I felt this conversation more than more than most. Not only because it's like one of the first times that we've spoken in, for any length of time, but also because the things you were saying resonated so deeply with me that I'm like I I need to take a moment and really reflect <laughs> yeah, on no, what it is that, that you're that's saying. That's the beauty of conversation, man. I, I'm always up for a conversation, man. I'm always up to. Mm. Even that, even that rule of first thing, I like that <laughs> dedication and drive and um, what was it? Re, uh, re, uh, truth and so truth, truth and trust. Truth and trust. So you, so you need to you need to be yeah. truthful to yourself and trustworthy as well. And even to to um, you know the, the concept of a religion or the concept of what you have as a family, you need to be on honourable and honest. So you need to be a person who's honourable to to an idea that you can be flexible with. You need to be honest with it. 
Um, you need to be respectful, not only to yourself, but to another person with wholehearted compassion. And you also need to be rational at all times. Don't let your feelings cloud your judgment and don't let your judgment cloud your feelings. There needs to be a symbiotic relationship between how you feel and how you think. And then also to be dedicated to, to, to either a person or a group of people. And then you need to have drive to fulfill all of this. I agree. I agree with you. That's what I live by. I love that. That's what I live by. Send send that to me. Send that to me in a message as well. Because I want to keep that and put that somewhere. I like that one there. Yeah. (laughs) I live by it, my friend. I live by it. So, yeah, I'm more than... I'll be more than happy to send that over to you, man. Um, I just have to... I have to to get your number. (laughs) Um, And then start from there. Um, But, yeah, no, I'll send that over to you, definitely. And I, I, I share that openly and freely because... You know, off offline, you know what I mean, in a in an informal setting, I'll reveal aspects of myself, you know what I mean, and how you know I I felt emotional loss, I felt, you know, sentimental loss, I felt euphoria, I felt joy, I felt un, unimaginable happiness when, when I realized I got certain opportunities and when certain family members came into my life and I was like, Wow, this is if this is what it means to be human hundred percent then yeah, I'm all for it, man. I'm all for it. Um, I have a completely random question, by the way, because it just it came into my head. Like, because I was saying all of this, I was like, mm-hmm. all of these things are good to live with, but what could you live without? Do you know what I mean? Like, I know that I live by this code, so the the code that I've got keeps me comfortable. So I can't imagine what I could live without. But what could you live without? I could live without. I could live without. Okay. It's a hard one, isn't it? Because I'm I still struggling. I'm like, what can I not have? Gullibility, gullibility fuels hype. I could live without gullibility huh? fueled hype. Explain. I could, I could live without the hype beast machine. Like, I feel like we live in a time where people believe in so much hype that they forget to uh. assess whether what it is that they're investing their self into loving of a height actually has quality. So I, and that becomes from gullibility. So I say that I could live without gullibility fueled height because okay. I feel like I can see how it's benefited a lot of people, okay. but I can also see how it's, how it's disadvantageous to mm. a lot of people as well, because like mm. we're living in a time now where if enough people are just going to post about something on social media. That thing can now become, take a whole life of its own and become the whole um, the, the whole in thing. And it's like, well, actually, is that the best thing or even the most quality of things to even be investing ourselves into? Or are you not just on a hype? So sometimes the gullibility, yeah. the gullibility-fueled yeah. hype can, or even the hype-fueled gullibility yeah. <laughs> can sometimes can sometimes <laughs> yeah it really can do my nothing bro so i could do without that but at the same time i respect people that utilize it some people have realized how trends go and how trends can be manipulated and they utilize it to their to their mm. to their favor or to their advantage but um i just you know it is i just want to see quality and i want to see quality and and earnest attempts i want to see meritocracy basically i want to see I want to see people gain opportunity oh, and do well off yeah. the back of the merit of their 
of their attempts and their abilities as opposed to just I don't know what we're living amongst right now. You get me? I sound like an old man, like an old man that's bit up. But yeah, I know. But you know what I'm trying to nah. say. <laughs> I know exactly what you're saying. Let me let me let me share a little bit so you can to, to maybe maybe illustrate what, what you're saying, because you know, by me sharing it then highlight that and maybe someone can, can connect to it. So I have, due to my own personal problems, failed exams in from from primary school from primary school up until now i failed all my exams but i have earned more money than i'd like to imagine i have lost more money than i'd like to imagine and i've i've gained a a, a friendship circle that I, I i know i couldn't live without and the reason why i say that is because i've gotten everywhere every job every social connection every friendship every every number in my phone i've invested the time and the hard work to connect to them so there was no um nepotism involved i didn't know anyone to get the things that i got do you know what i mean can you hear me can you hear me i think yeah man now i'm hearing you i I I hear you you. go ahead i agree with you Cool, cool, cool. So I've, uh, so there was no like, oh, well, my granddad's this, da, 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 da. So I'm just going to get him to give me a job. I was like, nah, I went through an interview process. I failed. I went back again to the same job, to the same place, grafted, got the job, and then just hustled my way to the top. Do you know what I mean? That's the Northwestern you, man. So, that's the North Weezy in yeah, you. Yeah, that's. <laughs> oh, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that, bro. Don't do that. But yeah, it's the um, yeah. I would say that's is that kind of what you mean by your statement by by. Well, I want things to have meritocracy. I just want to see people. Um, I want to see. I want to see people win, bro. Like, yeah, I want to see people that have really invested themselves into really becoming great at a craft, whatever the craft may be. Um, do well out of it. You know what I mean? Like, I had a pro, I had a poem. Mm-hmm. Um, that I performed like years ago and I said something like um, uh, something along the lines of like if this world were mine um, for those that try for those that um, for those that work and try hard success will be achieved and for those that, um, that have the ability and um, have the ability and something success will be received or something like that progress will be received you know what i mean what i was trying to say because basically i was creating my own world and i was saying yeah, in, yeah. in my world in my world like nando's would be free on tuesdays like man they would never have to wear shoes to go to raves like, <laughs> i was joking about when it was like a comedy poem it was a comedy poem but what i was Every saying tuesday. is that like, i kind of ended it when i kind of got a bit yeah. more serious and i was like yo for everyone that tries hard um, I want to see success be received. And I said, if you really put your work in, I want to see progress be re- uh, be achieved. You know what I mean? And that's something that, like I said, I said as a youth, man, and it's something that I still feel like now, like I just have seen and know too many people who are amazing at what they do, but due to, you know, I guess maybe lack of network or whatever it might be, they haven't gained the opportunity to really show the world how great they are at something, wherever it be. And they might, you know, not necessarily even the creative industry. And that's something that frustrates me, but it is what it is, you know. Like, I can't take away from those who do gain opportunities and do the best with them, but I just really hope that 
because I've seen people put everything into things and not receive anything. But you know, it's just not nice. Yeah. Like one of the things that I'm I'm all for is like giving giving people yeah. their roses yeah. while they're alive, right? And I I use I use loyalty. Right, because I I understand now in this day and age that we're living in, it's all about just you know liking a post and following them and X Y and Z. But from time to time, I find myself just sending a, a, a like a ten page message, being like, I value what it is that you're doing. Like me to you, I know I probably sent you one many moons ago when I was like, thank you for doing this, thank you for doing that. I know I'm not a fanboy. I'm like, oh my God, I love you. But it's just like, I value and respect so deeply what it is that you're doing that it's genuinely changed my life for the better. Yeah. Like genuinely. And that's that's the reason why I I, I, I follow who I follow on social media and I, and, I, and I have certain conversations and discord around uh, certain people and certain subjects that, that they are covering. Um, like you're one of them as well not only is it helpful that we we have mutual friends but it's also because you just know do you know what I mean like I've I've seen your trajectory so I'm that's that's why I'm like I value the content that you're creating and I value your existence to tell the stories God God bless you bro thank you bro yeah you know know, we're trying man yeah of course because that's that's what I mean by loyalty it's like I know I don't know you from from (laughs) Sugar down, Steve, <laughs> or next, no one. You know what I mean? I don't know you from no one, but but I, I I value the things that you're doing, and it's not because oh my god, it's amazing. Da, da, da. Yeah. No, I just no, I, I see you, G. I respect it. So I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you my loyalty. That's all I've got. I've got my name, my word to fulfill something, and my loyalty. So I'm just gonna give you my loyalty yeah. because my name, oh, and my boy, word, Scott, you know, people, it's only a movie, you know but I mean? Scarface did say, you know, all it, all I have in this world is my is my is my word and my balls. <laughs> and you know, and he said, all I have in this world is my word, it is my word and my balls, and I don't break them for no one. Mm. That's bruh. bars. It's true, and it, it's it's weird, isn't it? Like where where we're from, how the the quote-unquote criminals mm. are the most loyal and the most fiscal. It's crazy, yeah, it's crazy. You know what I mean? That's something, that's something that the streets talk about. I know, about. I found it like, And in a, in a sense, when I first came into the industry, I mean, that kind of was a little bit of a disadvantage because I came from a background where it was all about loyalty. Like, if like if there's someone you're, if, if there's someone you're riding with, you ride with them. So when I first came into the industry... I came in with SBTV, right, so when it came to other people reaching out to me to do work with them and stuff, and even if it was like they're offering money, I was a bit like, well, do you know what? I'm SBTV, so that might be a little bit conflictive. Not realising that nobody in this game has loyalty. People just yeah. go where the money is, but I'm but I'm coming from the roads, isn't it? So I'm just like, no. Nah. But actually, what I should have been doing is building my networks and stuff like that from the start, but... I just felt like it's a bit, a bit like not, not like not like a gang, but a bit like you know you, you come from a certain you come you you come you come up with a collective. You kind of feel like you, you owe that collective some loyalty, but um, that's how we go. I think, but I think at the same time, the streets taught me a lot as well. Like being from where I'm from, it's like it taught man a lot as well. It it it, it, it set man in a certain mental steed yeah. to understand certain things as well. And I don't I don't regret it, but I think at the same time as well, sometimes the streets can also. It, uh? Do you think you've missed out though? Nah, 
Nah, I don't think I have, but I feel like the streets can undo us as well, though, because I remember certain times when I was interviewing interviewing rappers and even rappers that Mm. were from around Mm. our way, and I remember, like, they would be treating the interview like they were in a station, the police station. I'm like, bro, but you don't need to be doing the no comment thing. Like, this is an opportunity for you to promote your (laughs) album. You don't need to be doing the no comment thing. Like, like, let people know what they're in for, but man is so used to the streets. Like, in any form of interview, man are holding back information. Oh, it's hilarious. (laughs) It's hilarious. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you just wait and see. I don't know about that one. Like, you know, it's, it's a bit like when it's a bit like when Heady One was getting interviewed. He's like, Boy, a bit of a sticky one still. <laughs> like, I love the man still, but oh my god. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I know. Like they, 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 there's a couple yeah, of man yeah. that I know that are around uh, Mitchellbrook, and every time they see me, they're like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, bro, you good, you good." Yeah, I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, man, I'm not the, fed though. No but no one don't trust nobody. That's the one thing that I say that is it has been really harmful for us is that we have a, a, a distinct and and uh, exponential. Yo, careful now. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you start saying some of these bars, it's remember you're cool. exposing both the hood me and you, yeah? has a distinct and exponential level right, cool. of distrust because of the environments that we come from. And so when we transcend the environments that we're from and find yeah. ourselves in other environments, we still have that level of distrust. And I do understand it. And sometimes it can be good for you not to be too trusting of everybody. But at the same time, sometimes it's like, yo, bro, lighten up mm. and put this and put and put some faith in in this person who is trying to um to help you ascend. You know what I mean? But we have a massive level of distrust, which is why sometimes we maybe put our trust in the wrong people to try and help us ascend to the places you want to get to, when maybe that person might not be the most qualified to get you there, but because you don't want to trust oh, yeah. new people, because you've, we've always been taught never trust new people, it's affecting mm. your career, whatever, whatever your career may be. Mm. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm going to be slightly controversial and say that's symptomatic of, of gentrification. And you and I both know that specifically around the boroughs of, around the borough of Brent, there has been a very successful level of gentrification. So I'm talking about Ealing that's been gentrified and changed. You know, but you know what? I always, see, I, I always saw Ealing West as Minister, a nice borough. Which was, wasn't the way... I, mm. I, it was... It was, okay. but you have to remember, you. you've got I South Acton Estate, you. you've got parts of South Ealing, you've got Brentford. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I'm I'm talking about yeah. the borough, bro. Like I'm I'm a man yeah. about London. Like it says so on my status online. Like I'm I'm in bits. Like I'm in Stratford. Like I I know parts of like yeah. Gans Hill and Redbridge. And do you know what I mean? Like <laughs> si- you know yeah. Ilford, Ilford, all Ilford of these sites here, and I'm like, yo, it's Ilford it's crazy, but it's been gentrified. <laughs> <Ilford> <laughs> <laughs> But you know, mm. that's what I'm saying. So that's what I mean. Like it's 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 symptomatic of gentrification, and there is a lack of 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 application of of sympathy when it comes down to reinvesting yeah. and and diversifying. I know that's that word is slightly mm. controversial, but diversifying yeah. the the makeup of an environment. And we've seen mm. that specifically because mm. I was working there, you know, 2018, 2019. Yeah. But we've seen that with yeah, Wembley. Look at where the yeah, town hall mad. used to be, bro. Look yeah, at where the town mad. hall used to it's be. It's mad. It's mad. I know it's it right now. The... It's a civic center. A grade yeah, two, yeah. grade 
two listed. What does that, what does that even Not mean, even grade, grade two one, and grade, grade one? Two. Educate. Grade two listed. All right, so grade two, grade two and grade one. Now, I know I'm going to get this wrong, and my teacher who's going to be hearing this is going to have a fit. He's going to shake the living crap out of me. But I know that grade two was um, a certain type of building that has certain significance and importance designed by a certain amount of people that has kind of historical value. Right. So that's grade two listed. Okay. Grade one listed is something like a national okay. monument like Big Ben. Yeah. Where it's it's in it's yeah. there forever. It can never be touched or altered yeah. outside yeah, of yeah, the specifications yeah. that. that were yeah. originally given. Yeah. So great grade two listed would be ah, uh, um, grade two listed would be well, like a Westfield. You really put me on the spot now. Ah, the oh, like a Brent Cross. Okay. No, 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 no. Brent Cross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brent Cross, which was it's you, been there you know, for... something that's modern, but also like okay, you know, Trellick okay. Tower. There you go, Trellick Tower, Trellick okay. Tower, Trellick Tower in Grove, Trellick Tower in Grove. Great. Yeah, of course, Big Ben. Great one is Big Ben. Change. Well, it can be. It can be. It can be updated, but it can't be moved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it's it's yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. So, they, that's what I mean by grade two and grade one. So the the, the original town hall for yeah. Brent was in that building across the road from Asda. Now it's a civic centre with, with nothing. It's no, mad. no. With, yeah, anyway, I'm not getting into yeah. it. I'm getting, I'm getting activated now. I'm getting triggered. Like I'm sorry, but anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> I got to calm down, bro. I got to calm down. But um, uh, um. Yes, I think I think I'm gonna I'm gonna bow out now, and I'm not gonna embarrass myself anymore. And I'm gonna use that as an opportunity to 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 draw this to a close and say thank you for for spending this brief amount of time yeah, and man, very long pleasure, amount of time um, talking. Yeah, it's been a um, pleasure. Brother. I feel like yeah, I can talk to you forever, pleasure, man. man. It's great to have great conversations. So God bless you, man. I appreciate it, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's, the, it's the basis of this. So yeah, it's about creating, maintaining, cultivating conversation. Um, and I know it all is weird when I say that out loud, but it's like if you really deep it, that's what genuine conversation meant to having, be. Yeah, man. Having a connection. Well, with listen, else. big up you, big up the North Weezy right. podcast. Yeah. Like it's been an honor to be on here, man. Like I said, anything to do with Thank where you. I'm from, I'm always supporting it as well, and I'm glad that you did it because. There's a lot of great conversations to be had. There's more to have, Thank so hopefully you, we'll have some Thank more you. in the future, man. And I appreciate you, brother. Yeah, hopefully yeah, there'll yeah. be a part two from, from grade ones as, and two. Triggered from, from, <laughs> from statements. Um, but where can exactly? <laughs> um, so oh. where can people find you to to follow your content um, or to to know? Well, you know what? what, what um, the, Literally Google Aaron Roach Bridgman. Um, my my Twitter is a Roach Bridgman. My Instagram is Aaron Roach Bridgman. Yep. My Facebook verified page is Aaron Roach Bridgman. Um, uh, that's that's all the social media oh, I think course. I use, isn't it? Yeah, that's all that's all I use. I think. And um, yeah, man, just keep. Uh, I've got. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know when it's <laughs> coming out, but I've got a new series coming out on Sky Arts from December second which is a Wednesday at 10 p.m. and it will be every mm-hmm. Wednesday at the same time. Um, I'm also working on a new BBC doc Brilliant. that should be coming out in the new year. We haven't really started filming it because COVID has been a pain in the ass. but look out for that in the new year. And if you haven't seen my previous one, yep. check that out on BBC iPlayer. Yep. It's cool. You match the description. And yeah, man, just support the journey, man. We're, we're pushing on um, and God is good. 
Exactly. God willing, everything will, will be fulfilled in its highest glory. So, yes, thank you. Thank you, Aaron, because it's been an absolute pleasure. And, and yeah, like I yeah, said, bro. I feel like I can talk to you No forever, problem. Love, got, man. I appreciate it. Take care of yourself, stuff. yeah? Yeah. All right, bro. Love.